0: was given by guest speaker, Rev. Amanda Golbeck. If you'd like more information about First Presbyterian Church of Evanston, please visit firstpresevanston.org.
1: Our scripture reading today is from the Gospel according to John, chapter 15, verses 12 through 17, which you will find in the New Testament section of our Pew Bibles at page 104 or on the screen. Please join me in a prayer for illumination. God, our Helper, show us your ways and teach us your paths. Thank you for calling me your friend. By your Holy Spirit, open our minds that we may be led in your truth and taught your will. John 15, verse 12. Jesus said to the disciples, This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants any longer, because a servant does not know what the master is doing. But I have called you friends, because I have made known to you everything that I have heard from my Father. You did not choose me, but I chose you, and I appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. I am giving you these commandments, so that you may love one another. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
0: Let us pray. Holy God, calm our minds from the many lists of to-dos and various things swirling around. Open our hearts. We may hear your word, and in hearing your word, may be changed people. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing to you, O Lord. Amen. Take a minute and think about where you find or experience community. How did you find yourself in the midst of that community? Did someone invite you or did it organically form? Was it already an established community, or were you a part of its formation? What are or were the characteristics of that community? Was it loving, supportive, caring, encouraging, transformative? I think it can be helpful when we take a moment to think about the communities that we are a part of, We often exist in a few different ones at the same time and will enter and leave numerous ones in our lifetime. Each community leaves a mark on us, it shapes us, it impacts how we participate in the next community we enter into or how we will or will not continue to participate in the life of our current community. For the first part of the summer, the preaching series is focusing on looking at what it means to be created for community. This week, we are specifically looking at what role friendship plays in Christian community and discipleship. When you think about those communities you have been a part of, perhaps as you think about your time in this community, where does friendship fit in for you? What does it look like? How has it been lived out by yourself or by others? How have you experienced friendship? There are many characteristics that we talk about when we reflect on what defines the Christian life and community. We often talk about kindness and care and justice, think fruits of the spirit. Interestingly, in most Christian circles that I am in, I don't hear all that much discussion about friendship. It sometimes makes its way into church mission statements, where the community will describe themselves as being friendly. But as I sometimes joke, if you are an unfriendly church, are you really going to claim that in your mission statement? I think friendship is an underplayed and underacknowledged trait of Christian faith. I think this is because it is one of the harder characteristics of Christian community to accept and to live out. In reading our scripture today, it is impossible for us to not read it through the lens of 21st century psychosocial influences. The friendship and the love that our scripture articulates seems simple to us characterized by feelings and determinations of personal connectivity and relatability. Theologian Emily Eskew remarks, we have been steeped in the language of individual psychology to such an extent that it is hard to imagine that there is any definition of love other than a personal warm and fuzzy feeling or friendship as companionship and compatibility. In the era of Facebook, a friend may simply be someone who clicks like in response to a picture of someone we have never met. Our scripture deconstructs any concept of friendship that is about personal and individual wants and desires. It directly rejects the cultural infrastructure of individualism, offering us an experience of friendship and love through Christ that is beyond mere feelings. Our scripture simultaneously challenges us to participate in friendship in a manner that calls us to lay down our individualistic tendencies, offering Christ's sacrificial love to those around us in order that we might bear fruit. In order to understand the significance of what we are commanded through the scripture it is important to understand the broader context of the narrative of faith that it comes from. Our scripture comes after Jesus has had the final meal with the disciples and washed their feet. These words of love, friendship, and sacrifice have just been witnessed by the disciples in a small way and will be witnessed by the disciples in the ultimate way as our scripture comes in the midst of Jesus' journey to the cross. It is only with the cross and our line of sight that we can truly recognize what true friendship and love mean in Christian community and the journey of faith. The first two verses of our scripture inform the rest of the section. Let's hear it again. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. We are called to love one another as Jesus has loved us. What does that mean? It seems simple. But let's stop and think through what Jesus' loving us actually means and looks like. Christ loved us by going to the cross. The words of scripture here are merely placeholders for the embodied, enacted, lived out love of God for us. The love that is ours through Christ is not love defined by Christ's feeling toward us, defined by Christ's opinion of us. It is defined by Christ's action The action of Christ on the cross reveals the love of God for us, love that is defined not by words or sentiments, but by verbs, by God's action. Throughout scripture, we are presented with a God who reveals God's unending love and eternal presence through God's repeated action in the world in relationship with humanity. As John 1 reminds us, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him. Again, theologian Emily Askew explains, we can anthropomorphize God's love and assume that it takes the form of what we want it to be, what we have come to call love in the present, but in reality... The definition of God's love that we have access to are its results. It creates, redeems, bears fruit, lays down its life. The love poured out on us that we are commanded to turn and share with the world is love that is action. In being claimed by Christ and being named as a friend, we are commanded to turn and live out friendship in a way that is riskier than we might have ever imagined. The friendship that defines Christian community and our journey of faith is friendship that is not based on feelings. It's not based on whether we like someone or whether we share all the same interests or hobbies. It is based on the fact that Christ chose each of us to be counted as his friends. And in that, we have been charged with welcoming others into this very same relationship. It requires us to be open to being made uncomfortable, to reaching out to those the world tells us we shouldn't engage with. It requires us to be willing to drop everything, to lose everything, to have our lives completely disrupted in order to truly participate in the friendship exemplified in Christ. When I was a senior in high school, my dad was diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease. By the time I hit my final year of college, his mental awareness was declining pretty quickly. I was attending college a few hours from home and would come home on the weekends. One weekend when I was home, I was woken up by the ringing of my cell phone. Half awake, I, I answered it, and it was my mom asking, are you with your dad? Quickly, my mom realized I was still in the house and could not be with my father. I jumped out of bed and I ran downstairs to discover that at some point that morning my father had wandered out of the house. My brother and I quickly started searching the neighborhood hoping that he might not have gotten too far. After stopping a few places, we went to the local coffee shop. I ran inside and I asked them if they had seen my father. All the regulars responded with a no and asked what was going on. I explained that my brother and I were looking for him because he had wandered out of the house. They quickly set down their newspapers, left their unfinished cups of coffee, and stood up. They divided the neighborhood among each other and headed out. An hour later, they found my dad and helped bring him home safe and sound. Now this coffee shop and this group of regulars knew me and knew my father. I had been coming there since I was in elementary school. In this coffee shop of all places, I found community. Among a group of people that didn't have all the same view of views of, on faith or politics, or even what was the right way to drink a cup of coffee. Somehow, they became a community And in the moment I needed it, they exemplified in their actions what the friendship and love commanded in the gospel looks like. In that moment, they laid down their lives. They were willing to drop everything to help when it was needed. The friendship and love that is central to Christian community is grounded in the principle of relationship. Not only relationship, but a relationality that is willing to lay down one's life in the form of what is convenient or comfortable or privileged in order that the other person would experience the love of God poured into their life. Friendship like that handed to us by Christ is not simply a warm, fuzzy feeling. If we are going to be in community with one another here at First Presbyterian Church of Evanston, we need to embrace Christian friendship with a willingness and an openness to be in deep relationship with one another. We can't show up here or engage online expecting to be able to pick and choose who we sit next to or who's in our Sunday school class or who's in our Bible study. We can't operate under the principle that we we just have to be nice to everyone. Church is not a place to just be nice to everyone. We must love one another as Christ loved us. We must be friends with all those Christ has counted as his own. Equally, we must be willing to share the love and friendship of Christ with the world. I I don't mean this in some vague, intangible way either. At the beginning, I asked you to think about the different Communities that you are a part of. We, as the body of Christ, need to remember that First Presbyterian Church of Evanston is a community in itself. But there is there is a community just outside those doors that stretches beyond Chicago Avenue and beyond Lake Street and and beyond Hinman Avenue. It is a community that needs our friendship and our love. There's often a great deal of conversation in various groups around here about how we can go about discipling all of those people beyond our doors. The discussion often lands on offering different events and activities that will invite people into the church. And they are all wonderful and important ideas. But our scripture is pointing us to balance the desire to bring people in with the command to love one another as Christ first loved us. Jesus didn't wait for the disciples to come to him. God's plan is that one day, this community in here and that community out there will be one community transformed by the love and friendship of Christ. For that to happen, we have to step out in faith. We have to be willing to get to know those that surround us and be willing to build relationships with them. I challenge us as we go out this week to do a few things. Pray, pray for the confidence to step out, to speak to others, to live friendship as a verb. Get to know your community. If you shop or dine or otherwise hang out around here, but you can do this wherever you are located, talk to the people around you. Introduce yourself to the business owner or the waiter or the waitress or the delivery driver. See them, acknowledge them, and seek to take the first step in building relationship. Finally, pay attention here within this community, Say hello to someone who is new to you. Learn the names of those in your pew. And then next week, learn something about their lives. Make a promise to yourself from this day forward. You won't simply be nice to people, but will engage in the deep, messy, hard work of being a friend in Christ and accepting the abiding love and friendship of Christ Poured into your own life. Amen.